Greetings, everyone. Last Sunday, we heard the call of God to love with our all, with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, all our strength. Jesus was referencing that first and greatest commandment, the great Shema of Israel, to hear, to love. This week, we see that commandment in action. We see it in this little widow. And while today's gospel certainly speaks for itself, it delivers a big surprise. In fact, a rather shocking disclosure. Namely, that this little one who gives so little actually gives her all. This little one who could easily have gone unnoticed without Jesus pointing her out is pretty significant in her love, in her generosity, which is a surprise. Oftentimes when we think of doing things with our all, we think big, and it is big. But oftentimes the loud and the dramatic are not always accompanying the big things. There is another vision. People can live big and heroic lives without drama, without being very loud. Which does raise a question for us. What does it mean to give our all, and what does that look like? How is it done? The answers might be surprising, as today's gospel points out. Those questions remind me of the question, a goofy question, but you may have heard it asked. How do you eat an elephant? Bite by bite. Piece by piece. Oftentimes, the loving with our all, the living and the giving our all, does not happen at once. It's not just one dramatic act, but rather... We love with our all, we give and live with our all, step by step, day by day, piece by piece, God can get all of us. And so the connection between our little decisions and the great deeds is significant. There is a connection. There's an inherent connection between our little decisions and who we become. The little things matter. Our culture seems to know this pretty well. And it operates in this way, but in the other direction. You've heard the story of how to boil a frog? Bit by bit. If you put a frog in boiling water, it will jump right out. So that's not how you do it. But you do put a frog in nice water, lukewarm water, and it will swim happily. Even over a flame, even as it's boiled to death, bit by bit, day by day. And our culture is certainly boiled or boiling. It's cooked in many ways. And you and I 
are in danger. My friends, this is not only the lesson of the widow, it's not only the lesson of today's gospel, but in so many ways, these little things, which always matter, are the lesson even of science. This past week, the world lost a giant of a figure in the world of mental health. Dr. Aaron Beck died on November 1st. He was 100 years old, and he was a giant in psychology over the past century. Out of University of Penn, Aaron Beck is the father of cognitive behavioral therapy. You've heard of Freud? Well, have you heard of Dr. Beck? Listen to what some of his colleagues say. He's the single most important psychiatrist in the world of the 20th century. Another, I would put him as arguably the most important figure in mental health in the last century. I said, I wouldn't narrow it to psychiatry. Prominent psychologist said Dr. Beck's greatest contribution was in questioning the prevailing treatment of his day, psychoanalysis, and giving patients a way to harness their own mental powers for positive change. Dr. Beck's predecessors believed that the thoughts of mentally ill people were caused by roiling, conflicting emotions beneath the surface. But Beck turned that on its head, and he said no. It's our thinking that changes our emotion. Dr. Beck's key insight was that his patients might actually believe what they were telling him, and he would gently challenge them to re-examine their thoughts, to change their habits. It was a practical approach that often made a difference quickly. Dr. Beck joked that he knew the technique worked because his practice cleared out. People actually got better. Dr. Beck and therapists who learned his teaching techniques believed in scientific testing, and they soon began building evidence that the treatment worked. My friends, our behavior matters. Our decisions, no matter how small, they work to build up or to destroy. And God, who is in the business of wanting and commanding our awe, he can get it. And he gets it through the daily decisions and choices that we make day by day. And so, how do we become generous? What does that look like? It looks like noticing the Holy Spirit in the small things and giving that Holy Spirit more and more of our lives, of our choices, more and more of us so that we can be more and more all 
his. My friends, as we begin this week, let us pray for the grace to begin it well, to live it well, to give God our all. God be with you.